World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I am Jeff. I host the show. It's Creepypasta, you know. You're listening to it on purpose, unless you're in a friend's car, in which case, um, hey, friend, don't listen. Uh, hey, <laughs> new person, listen to this. You, you play a prank on your friend. Um, pretend someone's chasing the car. Not like on foot, like a monster or maybe a, a bad person in another car. This is what we like to call a horror prank. Uh, and you can also <laughs> pretend it's a person on foot and they're just that fast. Yeah, that's oh. the Flash is chasing you, or uh, Quicksilver <laughs> of the X-Men and the Inhumans, perhaps. Um, or half of half of Barry Allen's friends, which is all speedsters. Yes, that's true. The Flash, or any of the Flash's friends. Uh, also, I forgot, another team affiliation of Quicksilver is the Avengers. He's not just an Inhuman and an X-Man. He's also an Avenger. I'm sorry, Quicksilver, for not... Uh, see, I'm dumb. I just thought of Sonic the Hedgehog, because I'm always thinking of Sonic the Hedgehog. I think Sonic might be the slowest of those three. Uh, at least he, he can, in his he video only- games, he's pretty slow. Well, like, okay, so if we go by the opening level of Sonic Adventure 2, he's rolling around at the speed of sound, which is only about 800-something miles an hour, which Quicksilver yeah. and Flash is way faster. Oh, yeah, that's true. Christ. Well, the Flash can go... He's the fastest. His He goes so fast that his pants are made of goes fast. He's very, very <laughs> fast. So that's not even a contest. He's beaten instantaneous teleportation in a foot race before, and that's not an exaggeration. Uh, he's gone, I think, 15 quintillion times the speed of light, uh, just like on a normal day, not like trying hard. Uh, so it would really be a foot race between Quicksilver and Sonic the Hedgehog that we have Quicksilver to beat. Uh, would he? Yeah, I guess he's pretty fast. Like, he's faster than the speed of sound, I know that. Jesus Christ. He's as quick as silver. Okay, anyway, we're getting back to... <laughs> Let's get back into this show, which is not about speedsters. It's about creepy stories from the internet. Uh, and the one we're covering this week is literally called Internet Story. Uh, please welcome my guests to the show, who you've already heard are talking and laughing. First up, the host of Turn to Page Pod, uh... Uh, what's the other random one? Alphabet Flight and Random Sampling. Please welcome, uh, oh, I can't remember your brand new podcast network's name, uh, that you just... Cur- CurioCast Podcast Emporium. Yep, CurioCast, the curator of CurioCast Podcast Emporium. Please welcome back to the show, Jesse Cooper. Hey, what's Yay. up? I, I want to talk about more Fast Boys. <laughs> Don't we all? My favorite topic is to discuss fast uh, superhero characters, or mm, is Sonic the Hedgehog a superhero? Probably. Uh, I was really... Super Saiyan. That's kind of a thing. 
Yeah, but that's magic gems. I think anyone who gets all of the <laughs> Chaos Emeralds goes can go super their name. Uh, it happens. Well, I, I to, it happens to Tails and well, it doesn't happen to Robotnik. We see him juggling all those gems at the end of the Sonic One, and he doesn't have like a yellow spiky mustache instead. Oh, that'd be so well, good, though. <laughs> I want to see Super Robotnik. Mm, oh oh my god, I want to see Super Robotnik, Robotnik too. And Robotnik's also a fast boy. People don't give him that give him that much credit, though. Yeah, he yeah, always he beats... Have, yeah. Oh boy. A story of a podcast about creepy things. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also, please welcome <laughs> back to the show cartoonist Heidi Samuels. Hi, it's me. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, talking about Sonic again. Oh, Christ. <laughs> no, so- it's hard. I can't find Super Robotnik because there is an episode of the... Uh, I can never remember which one is which. The funny Sonic cartoon called Super Robotnik, where he's a superhero. Oh, is that Sonic? Oh, that's AM? The Are Sonic AM show? Like- oh, man. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, I think. is. Oh, okay. I think Sat AM is... Yes, that's right. Because Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog aired multiple times on weekday mornings, and Sat AM was more expensive, so it was only once a week on, of course, Saturday mornings. Um, and then there was Sonic Underground, the best of them all. Sonic Underground. <laughs> no, it's bad. It's incredibly bad. Uh, <laughs> Jaleel White voiced all three of the Hedgehog <laughs> yeah, siblings. And their Jaleel mom, White. I think? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, if I think of one great voice actor, it's Jaleel White. Hey, he's really good as Sonic. He's the ideal <laughs> Sonic voice. He's much better than, uh, oh, who's doing it now? It's somebody who does other generic voices. I like, he was Goku is, is in it, one of the million dubs or something. Is he an edgy white boy who, who likes chili dog and goes real fast? Uh, no, that's Sonic the Hedgehog, not the voice actor. Uh, oh, wait, sorry, sorry, I thought, <laughs> I thought... <laughs> They're not the I thought same. Sonic voice Sonic. I thought <laughs> yeah. real life Sonic voice cartoon Sonic always. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let's. Uh, no, I want to see who voices Sonic currently. <laughs> let's let's. We'll go to Sonic Boom. Is probably the current voice. Whoever voices him on Sonic Boom is going to be the voice across everything. Uh. Oh, Roger Craig Smith. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he sounds really generic. Those are yeah. like yeah, like just like three dude names. Uh. He was <laughs> he was Batman in uh Batman Arkham Origins because they didn't get any of the voice actors to come back for that. Spinoff. Uh, he's the current voice of Chris Redfield and uh, Ezio. Uh, he's someone in Naruto. <laughs> like, yeah. So he's... he just plays generic white dude. Or yeah. Generic... He made that crossover from '90s anime to 2000s video games, and then got hired to be Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Well, okay. Well, you know what the best Sonic was? It was oh. a Sonic anime, Sonic X. I'm joking. Mm. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't... Okay, I'm gonna admit something here. I don't like most of the Sonic cartoons. Oh, they're all pretty bad. Yeah, but but Sonic X did have an amazing uh, theme song, though. No, you gotta go faster, faster, gotta be the fastest. Sonic X! (laughs) You young people and your newfangled Sonic cartoons. I was already out of the game by then. I was in high school by the time that one came on. 
Uh, ooh, he voiced enemy soldiers in all of the Metal Gear Solid games. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Boy, this guy is always getting paid. He's done, of course, Captain America in a bunch of different video games because you always need generic that, that voice. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this isn't what the show is. Uh, of course, yeah, he voiced Sonic in the in Smash Brothers Four. Yes. What is what is more internet story than talking about Sonic? Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this story is a specific story about something that happens online, and not just a random internet story. Um, do either of you have a preference for which of you will summarize it? I don't remember who picked which. I think we sort of collectively came to the agreement. Um, I think I just, I just, sort of, I, I just kind of was like, internet story, and then also local 50. I just picked both of them by yelling. So. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, so you will please start us off, Heidi, with um, Internet Story and its synopsis. Okay, um, so there, it's like under the sort of, um, oh geez, man, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to drop a link to the Creepypasta wiki uh, so you can cool. glance okay. at it there in the chat. Yeah. No, I'm trying to say, um, it's like a documentary, kind of, I guess is what I was trying to say when I said nothing for a <laughs> solid five or ten seconds. Um, and it happens in extremely, extremely British people. Oh, no, that's an ad. Okay. Um, I did open the creepypasta wiki. Yeah, it's covered in ads for medicine and yeah. uh, TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyways, um, it's like this documentary talking about this, like, different, I guess, an internet story, but it's not really an internet story. It's sort of an internet story. I don't know. Um, so anyways, this guy named Al One publishes a website, and it's saying that he buried, um, 9,000 pounds somewhere in the UK, and it's for anyone to find. Um, so they don't know what Al One means, but it, spoiler alert, it's alone, and... I yeah. didn't put that together. Oh, I didn't get that. <laughs> what? Oh, it literally says it in the video. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm bad at paying attention. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs> fine. Like, it doesn't, like, say it verbally. It just kind of, like, flashes the word alone. Uh, yes, because A, one is O-N-E, of course. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Anyway, so this guy um, makes this website, and um, nobody really knows who he is, but no one really pays that much attention to it. And then this, like, super chav guy starts doing a video series of him trying to solve the clues, and I hate this man so much. Um, His name is Fortress, and he is trying to find the clues, and he adds a video every step of the way. Um, And then we discover... Um, the video, like, documentary guy says that, uh, um, oh, so I totally missed the part I was gonna summarize. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's the, um, the, what's it called? The Partner's like Tale, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this comic that's on the website, and that's the only clue. Um, and people, well, I guess, uh, Fortress starts realizing that it's based on the Partner's Tale, which is part of the Canterbury Tales, I think? Yeah. I read, like, one of them in high school, so, um... Yeah, it's one of those. Anyways... Yeah. So if you match up the sequence of events in the comic to events in the partner's tale, you get a clue that says, like, you get an alphabet and it says, um, find oak tree by yellow house London zone two. So that's where Fortress goes and he pulls out a pocket knife and he opens a box and there's another clue and it's a bunch of garbled text and 
at the very end of the garbled text, it says, there in the house on the beached whale's tail. And, um, sorry, I just gotta catch my words. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so he discovers that, oh, they spelled whale wrong. They spelled it, like, not like the marine mammal, but, like... The country whales. The country, country, yeah, yeah. So they go, or Fortress goes to Wales, but, oh, the specific part of Wales that looks like a whale's tail, because it's very... And, and then there's there's this house, and, um... But, like, the documentarian guy is like, oh, there was a clue that he missed, and it's really spooky. Which is, if you get all the yellow text in the garbled text message, and you just take it and rearrange... Or not not even rearrange it, you just take it. Um, it says, I've been alone so long, but you'll find me now. And that's the message from Al1 to um, whoever's doing the uh Yeah, to whoever's and, the, the treasure hunter. yeah. And, um, so no one really hears back from Fortress for a while, and then, um, I guess that his last video he posts is him traveling and wondering what he's going to do with all the money, and it's like, just sort of like a generic video log, um, and, um, a body's found a couple of weeks later, and they don't know whether or not it was Fortress, because they're unable to identify it, or they don't know if it was alone, um, Al-1 or whatever, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, and the whole moral of the story is, um, the same moral as the partner's tale, if you go looking for death, you will find it, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's sort of weird at the end, because, um, I guess you sort of realize that Fortress was probably as much of a loner as Al-1, if, Nobody is claiming his body, uh, and they, like, don't even have dental records or whatever to go on. Um, yeah. So, don't know which person it is. Um, oh, I guess if you're gonna watch the video for this, uh, I'll probably put this in the description, uh, that people don't read anyway. Uh, they do flash on some, like, fakey YouTube comments that have a bunch of, uh, homophobic slurs in them, uh, theorizing... Oh, yeah. yeah theorizing that maybe, um, uh, Al-1 came on to Fortress, and Fortress was like, uh, no, I'm a homophobe, and I'm gonna murder you now. Um, or the opposite, that, uh, Al-1 just was, like, a crazy person and killed him. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. like, Fortress seemed like a grade-A shitlord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which... I, I don't feel bad for Fortress, by any means. <laughs> In fact, I don't really believe that he's that smart of a person, but that's just me not thinking uh, bigoted, awful people are smart. Yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, it's an interesting story, because um, the narrator is not the main character, and seems to have no relation to the main character, uh, and the main character kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think you're supposed to like him, but at the same time, it was really interesting, and I kind of liked it. Like, yeah, it was how fun, it- like, well, I don't know, I was pretty spooked, but <laughs> I still had fun watching it. I'm easily spooked. I don't know why I do this show. <laughs> yeah, the presentation of the video was, um, it was fairly dry throughout, but it sort of built a, um... Uh, like a sense of tension, and then at the end it was like when the twist comes, it's like ooh, that's spooky. And they found like the spookiest looking like um, rings under his eyes, like va- vacant yeah, face. Yeah, the British picture team. of the body is very yeah. upsetting. Yeah, 
Or the yeah, I guess if they were unable to identify it, the only picture they'd have is oh, yeah. the body. So yeah, the picture of the body is very yeah, that upsetting. was weird to, to me. At the least, picture they know. showed is clearly yeah. an alive person, but then yeah, it, now now I'm realizing that of course that would have had to have been a picture of the body if they don't know who it was. That's uh yeah, I guess that's a problem with the production. Yeah, yeah. they you you could easily Google picture of dead body like Reddit yeah, exists. That's such a, you that's could such find a dodgy one. like I don't want to Google dead. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a much creepier thing to put in a YouTube video, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, it's not the creepiest. Yeah, that's true. Uh, there are. We'll discuss in next week's episode much creepier things you could put in a YouTube video. Uh, yeah. But this yeah. one, yeah, the video presentation was good and probably the ideal way to absorb the story, but also you can just read it on... Um, creepypasta, the creepypasta wikia, or I think it was also mirrored on creepypasta.com. Um, and then they just put the partner's tale, uh, as a short video in the middle of the article. Cause that, uh, that was like a weird cutaway where they do the partner's. Yeah, it's like a newgrounds. <laughs> yeah, it was more like fully animated rather than just like clips. Um, or live video. Yeah, I guess there's a bunch of live video in there, too, of Fortress blogging yeah. this. Um, Jesse, how did this story hit you? I, I, I really enjoyed it. It was just the right amount of spooky to keep me interested and kind of on my feet. But at the same time, it was entertaining and... I felt like it followed through with its moral really easily. Uh, I do think that the whole um, yellow letters, yellow, yellow, yellow thing, like, if that guy was smart enough to be able, like, to be like, oh, Wells tell, okay, look at a map and everything, I felt like he would have been being like, okay, two clues so far have yellow in it, let's see what yellow yeah. has to do. I don't know why he would overlook that. Because that was the simplest part of it. Yeah, I feel like the, um, making the, uh, um, alphabet out of the comic would have been way more complicated. <laughs> yeah, because there were, like, skipped letters. It doesn't have every letter in the, uh, in the comic. It's like, each, um, each scene... Uh, in order, like, matches up with a letter, but there's six scenes there to decode. So it sort of ends up being like a cryptogram at some point where you're like, alright, this is the middle of the story. I have to figure out which letter will fit here. Uh, yeah, that, that was, like, they kind of just brushed by, like, nah, he figured out this puzzle pretty quick. Yeah, it seems kind of dumb. <laughs> well, but but at the same time, I think that might be prejudice against hateful, bigoted people because I feel like there are very smart, hateful, bigoted people I mean, out there. It, it's it's one of those things where it's like um, someone in the comments on the creepypasta thing commented: "Was this written before or after Ready Player One?" Uh, and yeah, that's a a good comparison because like the whole plot of that kicks off because someone figures out like, this impossible clue, um, and this story doesn't seem to em emphasize that this clue is difficult, just that, like, no, uh, nobody goes to the site, they don't really care about it, rather than being like, this is a weird clue, uh, and only this fortress guy happened yeah. to stumble <laughs> upon the solution. Well, okay, maybe, maybe he's, like, one of those idiot savants 
types. Like, he's really good at code breaking and stuff, but he lacks everything else. Oh, um, you know who he reminded me of? He reminded me of, um, you know that video where it's a guy wearing a tie around his head and he just gets somebody, smacks him off camera, and he's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, the best rhyme this. in the history of the world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He exactly reminded me of that guy, guy. Except instead of getting punched in the face, he gets murdered. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange because Fortress seems to be really good at following these clues, but, uh, yeah, does miss out on a much easier clue than the hard one he, he figured out. Um, but I thought it was interesting that the narrator seems to figure out the clue. Um, I wonder if the writer of this intended us to, um, maybe suspect that the narrator is Al One. That? Um, would make it yeah, yeah. Uh, would add another wrinkle that I would enjoy. Yeah. Besides understanding the clue, there doesn't seem to be um, any other hint towards that being the case, but I do uh, I do wonder. I kind of got a Pale Luna vibe yeah. from this story. Just like the, oh, there's a thing hidden and also somebody's murdered and there's yeah, exactly. creepy and pictures about it. You don't know it. the identity of the murderer or like yeah. where anybody is like after all of it's done. And like, and maybe this is being me being an American who never left the country, but having it set in like the UK and like the, like kind of like the more remote areas where you don't really get to see a lot added it, added a little bit more gravitas for me and everything. Now, be, now in fairness, uh, it does start off uh, in London. Well, okay, no, no, towards the end or whatever. <laughs> towards the end and everything. Yeah, that's like, true. Because it, 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 like, it was kind of spanning like a pretty decent area. Like this. Yeah, Wales is, Wales is like yeah. a wild place. They have uh, like extremely narrow roads that are from before there were cars and like all kinds of like weird country uh, areas and none of the names are reasonable looking. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's interesting. I'm like I want to know why Fortress like how Fortress is uh funding all these trips all around to look for these clues. Like, why Fortress isn't bringing a buddy. Um, I just want, like, a little more detail about Fortress that I think, um, it's reasonable that it's not there because we don't know who this narrator is. They're just piecing together the yeah. story from YouTube. But, like, I don't know. I want to know more. I, I feel like it does enough. It gives you enough information to keep you hooked, but just withdraws just enough that you're still kind of thinking about it and everything. Like, it's not boring. It's not boring. And it's actually, it's very straightforward too, which I can't say about some of the creepypastas, but it's not boring. It's straightforward. And it kind of, <laughs> it, it just, it hooks me and everything. Like, I would like this uh, format kind of like a semi omnipotent. Uh, narrator in, in like this kind of simplified storytelling format on like more type of like creepy things. Yeah, I like the idea of someone sort of piecing this together like a reporter. Uh, I think that genre can be a little, it's more easy. <sighs> 
it's more easily made into an effective story than having it like the typical no sleep story, which is like, you won't believe this crazy thing that happened when I went to this old arcade in the town I used to live in. It's like, <laughs> we know you're going to be fine because you're on Reddit writing about it as part of like, that's part of the story conceit is that you came back to your computer and typed it all up. <laughs> You'll never believe uh, that time that Mario came out yeah. of the cart and chased me around, but he was also trying to murder me. And his mouth bleated yellow blood, and it was so gross. Like, okay, guy. Uh, I do, I like this, where it's like, hey, I discovered this creepy thing that happened, and it's an unknown mystery, and at the end, you don't know if there's a murderer around. Well, you do know for sure that there is a murderer around. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I- yeah, there wasn't really any supernatural elements to this. It was just, like, a straightforward, like, weird... Yeah, yeah, that's thing. a key <laughs> aspect, I think, to um, creepypastas that go viral. Like, I don't think this one did, but, like, it ha- it's it's got that potential. Like, it's something that could have happened um, and is presented in a format like, oh, hey, I found these videos, uh, and it's all from 2005, so, like, oh, you can't find the videos anymore, but I found them. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with the format. It's got that, uh, a little bit of that Candle Cove aspect where, like, you could stumble upon it and be like, huh, is this real? Yeah. Uh, let's, um, let's go into spookiest parts. Jesse, what's your spookiest part? Um, I feel like the spookiest part, even though I felt like it was a little bit more obvious, the whole, um, I, the whole yellow text thing, I've been alone for so long. I mean, I've been alone so long, but you'll find me now thing. And like, just it, like, and it, the clue leading f- towards a field in the middle of Wales. <laughs> like, <clears throat> it's such a, it's like kind of just creepy. It kind of reminds me of like, backwards horror almost yeah yeah Where, the, like uh, a person is drawn out to a place that's remote and this person that no one knows about is like kill someone yeah it's uh it's it's de- it's especially the way it's set up in the story like we know fortress goes and follows the clue and then we're told that the clue has this ominous second meaning um so that's uh that's really good storytelling um on the presumably fictional narrator's part i don't think that the writer is writing as himself for this um Oh, I want to credit the writer. Let's see. What's his name? Uh, I know it was down in the comments here somewhere. Or I, Oh, Adam Butcher uh, wrote and directed the short film. Um, and you'll see other names in the credits if you go watch it. Uh, um, I don't... It's fine. Uh, Heidi, what about you? Oh, yeah, do yeah, watch it. It's only like five minutes long. Spooky, go so. give it a look. Um, Heidi, Heidi, what's your spookiest part? Yeah. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, well, there's obviously the yellow clue that Jesse talked about, but I fucking hated looking at the comic. It Like, no one has any faces, and they're all, like, these, like, stub people, and, like, it was just really not good for my eyes to be taking in yeah, it's that pretty comic. Creepy I hated it's it. Like, it's almost like a child retelling the story that's definitely not for children. Yeah, yeah. It definitely has like a like a I'm five and I drew this, but also someone was telling me maybe yeah. to draw this. I don't know. Um, it I, I didn't like looking at it. Now, uh, for it me, my spookiest part <laughs> is also gonna be related to the partner's tale, because um the 
little cartoon that they put in is like very Hanna Barbera, uh, like style, but animated like a flash cartoon from the early two thousands. Um, and then in the middle of it, uh, when one character stabs another character, there's so much blood. Um, and I found that a little shocking. Um, like that was the part where I was like, oh, this is not how I was expecting this to go. Um, like the, the cartoon being that like bloody was a little, uh, a little shocking to me. And it sort of set me on edge and made me pay attention a little better for, uh, the rest of the video. That really, that really was, uh, not quite a jump scare, but it's like, it's that moment where something unexpected happens that grabs you and pulls you in Dory. Yeah. Um, well, one, one of the things that I kind of hoped that was also there is I kind of wish that all the other colored letters also said something ominous, too. That'd be real hard to do. (laughs) They don't. Oh, bummer. Like, unless unless this is a word. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Maybe it is in Welsh. I don't know Welsh. (laughs) Yeah, probably not, but maybe. But probably not, but... That was yeah, mostly all of their vowels are just the Y. Languages. Uh, <laughs> let's get into plugs, unless we have any final thoughts about this story. Um, I don't have a final thought about this story, um, but I have a final thought about the uh, the most re- <laughs> no the, the most ridiculous oh, the no. most ridiculous oh, no. <laughs> fake creepypasta that I can think of right now would be one of haunted Sonic uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. <laughs> Games, Olympic games. Now, that would which be Olympic games. games would be the spookiest? <laughs> uh, I think the Russian one, so Sochi mm. and everything, because you'd have like Sonic going super fast on uh, ice skates after you, uh, and Mario, yeah. and I feel like that'd be super spooky. Oh god. Yeah, I think it's up to you to write the Mario and Sonic at the uh, Sochi Winter <laughs> Olympic Games. Um, Creepypasta. Uh, <laughs> Sonic underscore and underscore Mario dot EXE. Yeah. yeah, it'll be the sequel yeah. of Sonic EXE. I was just thinking that. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to write the crappiest uh, creepypasta about a video game. That's ever. gonna be really, really hard to do, man. A lot of people manage it by accident. Oh, that's gonna be bad, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jesse, tell us where the people can find you and uh, in what ways they can interact with you online if you would like them to do so. Okay, so you can find me on three podcasts, which I think Jeff has been on all of them except for Random Sampling, but that's more of a me and Carrie thing. And what Random Sampling is, is uh, me and my lovely podcast cohort, Carrie Nelson, talk to each other about random stuff that pops up on wikis, and lately I've been talking about my cat almost exclusively. So, uh... That's a thing. Um, you can also find me on Turn to Page, which is a Choose Your Own Adventure book podcast where I go through and read a Choose Your Own Adventure book with guests and we, and they adventure and we, you know, tell jokes about having sex with aliens and stuff a lot also. Uh, um, you can also find me on Alphabet Flight, which is a um, Marvel podcast where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe alphabetically, and we talk about each of the characters alphabetically. It's a thrice-weekly podcast, so, you know, if you want to listen to last week's week, it was Fire Week, where you can hear Helen Lestar from Falling in Love Montage talk about fire people with the word fire in their which- name. 
that's, which that's three okay. fire people was it? Okay, Firebird, Fire Lord, and Firestar. Mm, are those are are those all cosmic heroes? Um, no. <laughs> they all sound no, like warrior but cat no, names. One of them, one of oh, them fire, is uh, Galactus. Firestar is that vampire World War Two lady, right? No, Firestar is from uh, Spider Man and his amazing yes, friends. Yes, that's right. And then. <laughs> And then she was, and then she was brought oh, into Chris, Chris Claremont's uh, run of of New Mutants, where she was with uh, Emma Frost. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's someone. It's either her or someone with a very similar costume. At some point, is a vampire. Um. <laughs> yes. Well, that happened with a lot of X Men yeah, characters for a while. A I'm not sure why. <laughs> Well, you know what? Yeah, I'm okay with that. She doesn't have a power. Yeah. She's just a vampire. And I think a mom? Mm, that was very weird. You know, I bet, you know what? Sometimes people are moms. And vampires. Oh, no, that's right. She was with the you young know? allies. She wasn't a, um, she's not a vampire. I want to figure yeah. it out. And then, and then Firebird. Firebird is the second Hispanic character I talked about in over 110 uh, episodes. That's, well, <laughs> I guess you haven't gotten to a lot of the 80s X-Men, which was sort of like the, uh, Banaton ad era of racial diversity in Marvel Comics. Um, you're only yeah. a quarter of the way I through mean, the alphabet, but god, that must be depressing. It is, especially since I have affection for Hispanic characters since I am Hispanic. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there's probably more like well, aliens like Heidi, and shit Heidi will be like on uh, soon, <laughs> in a couple terrible. weeks, and uh, you should listen to their episodes. Yeah. Also, I'm gonna eventually have a Space Jam podcast where we talk about Space Jam. Are you gonna, like, watch it every week, like, the worst idea of all time, or minute by minute? No, <laughs> no we're, what we're gonna do is we're going to watch it, and then we're just gonna discuss it based on topics. I see. So, so like, basketball, golf... Uh, the characters, the base, <laughs> uh, feminism. That's oh, going to be a fun one. Uh, there's one woman in the entire movie, and she's an animated <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> like she's basically just an animated <laughs> yeah. rabbit that's just there to get any Bugs Bunny horny. Yeah. Well, I uh, guess uh, Michael Jordan's uh, <laughs> movie wife and movie daughter are also in the movie very briefly. <laughs> yeah. Also, his maid or grandma. I'm not sure. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's a complicated movie. It's uh, a complicated movie about <laughs> slavery and it's and um and oh many imperialism. It's also technologically groundbreaking. Uh, I think that's going to be an interesting uh, topic to get to. It's sort of like uh, you don't really want to give credit to George Lucas for Jar Jar Binks, but without him, you don't get like Gollum. <laughs> okay, well I <laughs> and without okay, space. Well, you probably don't get Jar Jar. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I know a couple of animator friends and illustrator friends who hate it because they say that the 3D animation is very sloppy. Yeah, it is. Even for the time. <laughs> it's extremely but bad. Same, but I like seeing <laughs> my aliens uh, being pudgy little dudes that turn into big muscle dudes that play basketball real good. <laughs> uh. I tried to enslave Michael Jordan and an <laughs> entire race of cartoons, which... <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, there, there's, a gag. Yeah, there's a lot there's of slavery a, in that movie. There's a gag at one point oh where uh, 
uh, Porky the pig goes, slu, 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 slaves? Or something like that? (laughs) (laughs) And they also show, oh no. Also show a, uh, a brief scene where Michael Jordan is chained (laughs) up playing basketball. Yeah, no, it's a really messed up movie, and that's why we need to discuss it in every aspect. It was from the, um, it was from the, like, completely, uh, like, ignoring racism uh, age of the 90s, where, like, the disadvantage was all of the um, uh, institutional racism was, like, happening without anyone knowing about it or caring about it, but the advantage was you could have uh, black people on a TV show without a bunch of racists getting really mad about it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good take gonna- those 90s. <laughs> It was like, now, now it's just a bunch of bigots that uh, hate anything that involves anyone who's not a white dude. Uh, well, on uh, that note, Heidi, tell us where the people can find you, and please don't tell me you're starting a Space Jam podcast. <laughs> I am not. Um, um, you can find me at Heidi underscore Samuels on Twitter. I tweet sometimes. Um, I also have an uh, art blog, HeidiSamuelsArt.tumblr.com. I almost forgot the name of my own blog, and... Also, if you want to kick a dollar or two my way, I do not have a Patreon, but I do have a coffee. Uh, yeah, oh, wait, you have a coffee works, on there. So. <laughs> Um, I forgot I got on a Space yeah, Jam rant. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a, um, sorry, wait, let me reformulate. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, you can find all of the podcasts and stuff and hopefully eventually some discussion about the podcast and a fun group to be in because I suck at interaction. Uh, at CurioCast Podcast Emporium Group. Um, you can also find us, you can also, uh, if you would like to support me and throw me like a dollar i have a patreon it's a uh, patreon.com backslash turn to page you can find me of course in the usual places j3fk on twitter patreon.com slash jeffjk go there and if you give me one dollar a month you're going to get two little written pieces um probably or sorry one written piece oh god i can't commit to two um, this month, uh, it might be, a uh, comic script, or it might be another <laughs> chapter of the ongoing, um, untitled story that I've been posting on there. Um, or, uh, who knows? It's only, like, a quarter of the way through the month, or a third. Uh, I don't know how numbers work. Um, so go there, do that. You'll also get two bonus audio podcasts. I just put up, um last month's, uh, and by just I mean nine days ago or whatever, the last day of the ten, eleven days ago, um, I put up, um, last week's, uh, SCP-261 and, uh, nested within that article was the SCP Diet Ghost, um, so I read that, um, and put that up there. I think, is that what I did? I think that's what I did. Man, I hope I remembered to upload those. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, that's a way that you can support the show if you would like to. Uh, another way is to go to funtimes.online, aka weaponizedlanguage.com, and go read the um, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Monster Cake Recipe article written by past guest and friend of the show, Louisa Heron. Uh, I have some ads on there, and they will make pennies. Um, but if lots of people want read it, then it will make lots of pennies, and lots of pennies is almost like real money. Um, a third way that you can 
support the show. This way uh, involves spending a little more money, but you get a thing in exchange is to go to Etsy.com slash shop slash fun times online. And there I sell perler bead fridge magnets um, in the shape of any video game character you like. Right now I have up there like some Marios and, and Zeldas and Pokemon trainers um, and some minions and the Facebook angry face react. Um, so you can pay money for those or uh, don't tell Nintendo, but also for two extra dollars, put an NFC tag on the back of your video game character so that it will behave as an amiibo. Uh, for some of those harder to get amiibos that Nintendo just is not selling enough of. So for $7 instead of the normal 14 you can get that amiibo that'll let you unlock Epona or whatever in Breath of the Wild. Uh, so yeah, that's Etsy.com slash shop slash fun times online. That's, um, that's it for this show. I, there's like a million good ending lines in this. I guess the last line, uh, will be a good one. Sometimes we just don't realize what we're looking for. 